feeling stressed, left without gravity, in an environment that gets more and more complicated and complex every day, untangle your mind and go back to the roots of clear thinking. Get the original text of the Leviathan by Hobbes, the two treatises of government by Locke, the social contract by Rousseau, plus the U.S. Constitution from Pennsylvania, bound together into just one practical book. That's right. Hobbes, Locke, Rousseau, and the U.S. Constitution, bound together into just one practical book to keep your costs low. In this video, Jordan Peterson compares a leisure time that is well-deserved versus a leisure time that is not earned. So you might ask yourself, you know, if you have times during the week where you're engaged enough in what you're doing so that you find that intrinsically meaningful and it removes the burden of tragedy, and I don't mean because you're preoccupied, I mean because you're experiencing what you're doing as intrinsically worth the price. That's a different thing. You might think, okay, well, what if you were in that state of mind 80% of the time, or 85% of the time, or 90% of the time? You know, and that requires a tremendous amount of discipline and organization and, and clarity of purpose, and it also requires a tremendous amount of truth, because the enemy of setting yourself up so that you can do that is untruth, because what happens is, to the degree that you engage in untruth, you... you um, contaminate your frames fundamentally and then you're in real trouble because you won't be oriented properly if your frames are contaminated and they're contaminated to the degree that you build them out of nonsense and, and delusion. So, yes. Just a question about um, like hypothetically imagining 90% of your time being in that kind of state. Do you think that it's, I absolutely agree that that's an important state and probably a natural state, but do you think that it's natural for it to be that much of your time, that there's some sort of like the reciprocal? No, I, I think it's natural to, to, to be a chimpanzee sitting in the jungle spending eight hours a day eating leaves because, you know, you're not smart enough to, to do any better than that. You know, you know what I mean. So, so natural is a tough, a tough conception. But do you think, I guess what I mean, do you think there's a counterpart of like rest time? I mean, you could argue that that's part of... Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, sometimes you have to fall asleep. And sometimes the right thing to do is to have leisure time. But I can tell you, you know, I know this from my own experience, that an hour of actual leisure time beats a month of undeserved holiday. And so I would say, well, what constitutes... You know, actual leisure time, it's like, you don't have anything that you should be doing at that moment that's more important than having a break. And it, there's nothing about that that's self-deceptive, you know, like you're not trying to escape from your responsibilities by watching a YouTube video about joggers falling on the ice or something like that, which apparently is quite a popular one at the moment. So, you know, and you know perfectly well that when you spend time like that, especially if you're avoiding doing something that you know you should be doing, using your own standards of judgment, that all it does is make you sick. You know, like there's a, there's a physical revulsion that goes along with that, and I think what, what that is, it's your body telling you that you're contaminating your being by engaging in such low-quality activity. Especially when there's something else that you know you should be doing. And that's not restful. I think that's extremely stressful because what happens is you basically tear yourself in two 
And one is a tyrant saying, you're useless, and the other is like a cringing milksop saying, yeah, but I can't help it. You know, and it's a terrible state of being to be in because you're tyrant and slave at the same time. And it's very, very stressful. It's not restful. So I was just going to say, like, uh, we were talking, it's like you're describing a student because, like, oh, yeah. I, I'll, like, I definitely need to take a break and watch the show, but the whole time, I'm like, oh my gosh, and you're doing that essay, and then you're constantly, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a hard thing to balance, but, you know, and I think it takes real practice over years, you know, and part of what you've been reading about in the book, hypothetically, is the necessity of adopting an apprenticeship, you know, because you have to focus yourself in on something, and really, you have to focus in hard, and you have to do it for quite a long time, before you hammer yourself into a good enough shape so that you can even start telling the difference between reasonable use of leisure time and, you know, pathological time wasting, which are by no means the same thing. And it's hard to get it right. It's very hard to get it right. I think you have to attend a lot to internal cues. You know, so if you're sitting in front of the screen and you're feeling somewhat uneasy and disgusted by yourself, then you have to think, okay, just exactly what's going on here. Am I being too hard on myself? I actually need a break? And I won't allow that because I'm a tyrant? And so I'm sneaking one, even though I'm tired and should have a break. That's hard to get, because then that would be an attitudinal issue, right? Are you, have you conceptualized the necessity for leisure properly? And then the other possibility is, well, you're just being useless. And you know it, you know, and, and, and then that shouldn't be happening. Something else should be happening. But it's by no means a straightforward thing to get those things right. It's hard. Now, I have a hint about that. You know, because I've worked with lots of people who, they're not wasting time. Like, they're not wasting five minutes. And it's sometimes because the demand, like, it's usually because the demands on them. They put themselves in a position where the demands on them are so high that if they waste any time, they will fail. And so a typical person like that, a lot of you are going to end up in those situations, if you're lucky. You know, so a typical person like that has a challenging job. So it's a complex job. They have to manipulate a lot of variables constantly. They have to be attentive, alert, focused, and conscientious. And they have to do that for long periods of time. Like, well, it depends on the level of attainment you're after. But if you want to attain at the peak of your chosen discipline, it's 60 to 80 hours a week. And it's, uh, those are concentrated, useful hours. Now, some are more useful than others because you're going to get tired. But that's what you're aiming at. And then, you know, well, do you want to have kids? That's a big issue, too. And if you want to do both of those, it's like, huh, you don't get, you don't have time to waste. You don't have any time to waste. You know, and so then you have to get hyper-efficient. And then you have to ask yourself, yeah, but how much work should I do? You know, what's the limit? Should I, you know, where is the right limit? Well, the answer to that is quite straightforward. <clears throat> you can't work any harder than you can sustain across weeks, months, and years. You know, so some of the people that I've counseled who are hyper-efficient, one of the holes they fall into is they work so hard, they start getting inefficient. And part of that is they're not paying attention to their family, they're guilty about their children, Maybe their relationship is becoming unstable, and that's going to cost them time, man. Like, once you're married, if you let that go, 
and you get into a divorce battle, and it's a custody battle, you are screwed. So, like, you have to really watch that and make sure it doesn't happen, because it's, it's like a major illness to have that happen. It's not good. And, you know, you never really recover from it in some sense, because you end up with a fractured, you know, your close, intimate relationships are fractured. Very difficult thing to, to sew up. You're much more likely to get divorced in your second marriage than you were in your first. So it's not like you can hop out of one into a solution. You know, and then also people tire themselves out. You know, so often with the more hyper-efficient people, and often a lot of these people were women, and I think the reason for that is, you know, once they have kids in particular, they're really torn between two sets of fundamental obligations, especially for the first three years of the kid's life. You know, and so it's really hard for them to, to get the balance right and to figure out what that balance is. But one rule is, you've got to treat yourself well enough so you can iterate your activities. You can't be playing a degenerating game. And it's a variant of the Piagetian idea of the equilibrated state, right? An equilibrated state will maintain itself. And that can be within you, or it can be within a group of people, or it can be either in you or within a group of people across a long span of time. And that's really well equilibrated. So a lot of the people that I dealt with who were working themselves too hard, we figured out ways they could take vacations. They couldn't usually decrease the number of hours they could week per week, work per week. It wasn't possible. Just the demands of the job, like in a law firm or something like that, you know, you might think, well, can't they just lighten up? And the answer to that is, you don't get paid $750 an hour for lightening up. It's like you're on call right now whenever your client wants you. And the answer isn't, well, you know, I need to take a break. It's like, then, then you don't get the pay, because that's what they're paying you for. But one of the things I noticed quite quickly was that if people scheduled their time so they took more vacations, the number of hours they could work productively actually went up, not down. So you can get the balance right, but it's not, it's not a simple thing to do. Feeling stressed, left without gravity. In an environment that gets more and more complicated and complex every day, untangle your mind and go back to the roots of clear thinking. Get the original text of the Leviathan by Hobbes, the two treatises of government by Locke, the social contract by Rousseau, plus the U.S. Constitution from Pennsylvania, bound together into just one practical book. That's right. Hobbes, Locke, Rousseau, and the U.S. Constitution bound together into just one practical book to keep your costs low.